Welcome to a conversation powered by Connected Learning, where we chat with some of today's leading minds about new learning approaches designed for the demands and opportunities of the digital age. Connected Learning values the new ways many young people today access information, gain expertise, and learn alongside peers and mentors using the internet, social networks, and digital technology. We're excited you're here to join the conversation as we seek to make learning relevant. Hi everyone, this is John Veraloni, Community Manager for the Connected Learning Alliance, and today we're chatting with Amy Eshelman about how she's seeing connected learning at work within Learning Labs. Hi Amy. Hi John. Amy is the Program Leader for Education at the Urban Libraries Council, where she's spearheading the nationwide expansion of Learning Labs. And prior to that position, Amy was Assistant Commissioner for Strategic Planning and Partnerships at the Chicago Public Library, where she oversaw all aspects of the library's new media project. And Amy, for those listening who might not be as familiar with new media and the learning labs, could you give us a quick breakdown of what they are and how they serve young people? Sure. Um, thanks, John. Um, so new media and, and learning labs, they really start to approach that critical question of um, what we want the learning experience to be. Um, they are youth-centered spaces um, of creation and production in libraries and museums, uh, which put connected learning into practice. Uh, they really explore uh, the and facilitate, I think, the intersection of digital media, um, the collections and content of libraries and museums uh, with peers and really incredible mentors. Um, Media at the Chicago Public Library, as, as you mentioned, um, was the first and opened in 2009 in partnership with the Digital Youth Network at DePaul University and with support from MacArthur, the MacArthur Foundation. Um, subsequently, Media space is opened in Washington, D.C. at the Hirshhorn Museum, at the Miami-Dade Public Library, and Media Dream Yard in the Bronx. And then I, in 2012, um, Learning Labs and Libraries and Museums project really took the Connected Learning Research to Practice framework out to 24 communities across the country um, through 18-month planning and design grants with funding from the MacArthur Foundation and IMLS, um, as well as technical support from my organization, the Urban Libraries Council, and the Association of Science and Technology Centers. And so we're currently working in these 24 libraries and museums who are engaging youth to help them design uh, new learning experiences and spaces. And, and I think what is great is that they are building on the work that came before them and really informing future work. And um, no two spaces are really the same. Um, but what they do have in common is they're built on the framework of Mimi Ito's research about how youth uh, socialize and learn using technology, um, as we call it, homago, or hanging out, messing around, and geeking out. And um, that's really been the impetus. I think, and has moved into um, the connected learning research or helped to really inform the connected learning research and really helped, I think, the libraries and museums think strategically about lots of services, spaces, and staffing, and really how to own the learning experience in a new way. It wasn't really brief, but 
I hope gives you a picture of of where where this work started and and where it's um, where it's gone. And I know that I especially appreciated uh, getting to visit the media space in Chicago last year and seeing you know even just the physical space how it was broken out into like you mentioned that hanging out messing around geeking out having that like fully played out within the space was really cool to see and I'm just wondering for these kinds of learning spaces that are obviously outside the realm of formal education how do you actually assess the learning that's going on I mean how do you know whether a program is being quote-unquote successful well that's a great question John and um one that continues to evolve as, as more and more spaces open and as more youth are engaged in a variety of experiences. I think with a lot of this work, um, we're building the plane and flying it at the same time. Um, but, you know, in working with the learning labs, we have been using um, Mimi and her team's work on collective outcomes around UMedia Chicago which um, were identified really, and we saw happening in new media as um, spaces that are supportive and safe environments um, for developing interest in expertise. Um, you know, our youth exposed to a breadth and depth of interest. And, uh, you know, do we, do these spaces provide them with a lot of entry points into what they want to get better at? And are they really connecting to opportunity? So school and career. And um, our learning lab teams are doing surveys of youth and beginning to track how they are leveling up their skills. Um, some of the teams are implementing badging systems to help make that learning visible. Um, and for, for some of the spaces that have been open for a while, they're starting to see youth move into college and career paths that have opened to them because of their engagement in these spaces. You know, and I think what's also exciting is they're really curating these paths themselves um, with the support of mentors and their peers. Um, so, again, this is a continuing um, area of the work that um, is evolving and we're learning from each other. A lot of our teams have embedded researchers and evaluators into their projects and are starting to, to come up with outcomes and think about how they can be assessed in these more informal spaces. That's great. And I can imagine that being, you know, really powerful for the kids involved too, to be able to kind of, like you mentioned, build their own learning pathways instead of just being told, okay, here's what you're going to learn next. Right, right. And, you know, I think that's really how um, these kinds of spaces remain relevant to them. And speaking of these spaces, you know, traditionally speaking, when I think of libraries and museums from my time as a kid, that conjures up these mental images of very, you know, quiet, analog places. And I wanted to see what some of these learning labs um, that you have set up actually look like. Sure. Um, so no two spaces really look the same. Um, we have large spaces um, being built in libraries and museums um, that are gonna be brand new construction. Um, we have small mobile vans, um, which take um, programs out on the road to libraries and museums and other partners 
And then we kind of have everything in between. We have some in their own dedicated space and others who are using community or meeting rooms uh, until they can find a more permanent home. Um, some are arts focused um, with activities like, you know, have recording studios, um, a lot of writing, a lot of performing. Um, some are more STEM focused or STEM based. We have a couple of maker spaces in the community. I mean, they're really building what works best for their teens and what's, you know, sort of part of the mission of their institution and, and really what their community goals are. I think what we learned fairly quickly in Chicago is that the space is really important, but not the most important thing. It's, it's really about creating a new, a new culture um, and bringing in those sorts of resources like mentors that can really help youth um, move and get a deeper level of immersion into what they care about. Uh, but speaking of resources, why do you think there is such an emphasis on ensuring that digital media technology is a part of these spaces? You know, I think we really, you know, all know that we have to meet youth where they are. And for the vast majority of youth, that's online. Um, so as we think about these new experiences and spaces, I think, you know, we think about them as with digital media really being an amplifier and being able to broaden the opportunities for learning um, by really fa facilitating, I think, production, um, supporting collaboration, giving access to online communities, you know, and, and as we all know, expertise in technology is so critical to future success that it has to be integral to these spaces. You know, I think it also allows for tools like digital badges um, so youth can make visible their learning and you know and obviously it's it's just a really great hook to get kids in and once they're in um, you know we've got we set up these series of triggers you know like their peers and mentors and the and the content of what's happening in the space that can really support additional exploration and speaking of badges and this concept of building pathways, and you even mentioned the word relevancy before, um, I know that one of the goals is connected of connected learning is to help learners discover you know, how their learning inside a space, such as a classroom or a learning lab, can be relevant to their lives outside of it. And I wanted to get your take on, you know, for so long it seems like formal and informal learning spaces have been, you know, siloed or disconnected. Why is it important for youth to build those connections between the two? You know, I think um, that's a great question. And Connie Yowell uh, from MacArthur said something to me once um, in one of our first meetings, probably back in 2008, that I, that I think is still so important. And that, that is that, that these experiences, spaces really provide a context for the content that youth get in school. And so building on that content, I think while building a culture of teens pursuing their passions is, is how we really think about staying relevant and how we think about bridging um, the in-school and out-of-school. You know, I think the, the labs and your medias have really embraced from day one that these spaces must be youth-centered and youth-owned and they're engaging youth in very robust and authentic ways 
during planning and design um, that I think help provide that context. You know, youth are, are working with architects to design the physical spaces. They're working with mentors and the librarians and museum educators to help design activities. They're naming and branding the space. Um, you know, they're helping think about the technology and other resources. And, you know, they're even doing things like sitting in on in interviews and to, to hire potential mentors and advocating for more funding. So, you know, the, I think that they're giving youth these kinds of experiences that they're going to get when they, you know, leave school that are going to support the kind of things that they're doing and learning in school. Um, and I think that's what makes these kinds of spaces so exciting for the future of learning. Totally agree with you there. And I know that another one of the goals of Connected Learning and one of its core values is equity and making sure as many learners as possible have access to as many quality learning opportunities as possible. And I wanted to hear in your own words how the learning labs are addressing that equity issue and what, if anything, could they improve on? You know, I think, John, the labs are, are really um, motivated by this and, and also challenged by it. You know, they're working very hard to build um, sustainability plans to be able to provide as many entry points into these experiences as possible. Um, you know, a great example is, you know, not only are these activities happening in the labs themselves, but there's a lot of transformation happening in the libraries and, and museums as a whole. And teams are pushing out professional development around connected learning. Uh, for example, to all their teen librarians, um, regardless of whether they work in the space or not, so that these kinds of experiences aren't defined just by the space, but become part of the culture of these institutions. And, you know, I've been really impressed as well by the museums, which are coming up with very creative ways to make these activities free and open for youth, um, regardless of whether there's an admission fee at the library, whether it's program fees, et cetera. I think, you know, that's likely always going to be a challenge, but our teams are working very hard to make these, these experiences as open and democratic as possible. That's great. And yeah, it's definitely something that is needed, especially, you know, in heavy population cities like Chicago and Pittsburgh. So more power to you on that. <laughs> well, more power to them. I think, you know, they really embraced um, this, this, project as a catalyst for really rethinking um, what experiences in their institutions look like and you know providing as many youth with access um, as possible so you know it's it's always going to be a challenge I think but you know clearly they've recognized that it's where their institutions need to be moving and speaking of this concept of moving in the future and next steps, paint us a, a quick picture of the future of the learning labs. You know, it's 10 years from now, there are hundreds of thriving learning labs. How has the world changed because of that? Wow, that's a, not an easy question, but an exciting one, I think. You know, um, you know I think about this a lot because, um, 
in 10 years, my daughter will be in high school. And, you know, so I'm really hoping that these learning lab experiences and spaces are what the high school classroom of 20, I guess 2024 um, will look like, um, or at least that youth are able to take this learning that happens in out of school and and get recognized for it in a, in a more formal academic space or in a formal academic way. Um, you know, and clearly digital media, whatever that looks like in 10 years and as mobile as it's gonna be and as ubiquitous as it's gonna continue to be, is gonna help support that. You know, I'm really hoping um, that in 10 years, our cities really are a classroom in a more formal way and that there there is, you know, no real separation between in school and out of school and that it is recognized that learning happens at everywhere, any place, any time. And how can we continue to build out experiences that support that? You know, things have changed so much in the five or six years that I've been engaged in this work. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited about the future. I think, you know, it's, it's going to all depend on the youth and, and what, what they want, how they think about the world and how we can support them. And so these spaces are going to evolve um, and continue to evolve. But, you know, it, that's what's so, so exciting about having a growing community of practice. And I'm, I'm, you know, would love to see 10 years from now learning labs all over the world and that we're really connected and sharing and learning from each other. Well, that is an awesome vision, and I hope that um, we can all kind of stay tuned to the progress that you guys are making. And speaking of what is the easiest way for people to find out about the work of the Learning Labs online? Sure. Um, there's a couple of, of great resources online. Um, we have a Google Plus community, uh, the U Media Network, and our teams continue to post work and stay connected. We stay connected to each other that way and we share what we're doing. Um, there is also a umedia.org site um, that's currently in production and in reimagining um, that will, that is available as well. Um, on, on that site will be resources and, to, and a toolkit to sort of help folks that are interested in putting a toe in the water um, and getting a sense of where the community is located and what they're working on. So a couple of great online spaces for, for people to connect with and, and stay in touch. Well, that's perfect, Amy. And hard to believe, but we're already coming to the end of our conversation here with you. But I just want to say thanks again for talking about Connected Learning with us. Thanks, John, and, and thanks for um, all the incredible work that the Connected Learning Alliance and the DML Hub has been providing to the community. It's, it's just an incredible model of research to practice. I think this U Media and Learning Labs work, and we've really um, benefited by having your team and, and, and the folks at DML and CLA um, working hand in hand with us. So thank you. Thanks for joining us here at the Connected Learning Alliance. If you missed any of this conversation or want to listen to more discussions, check out our website at clalliance.org or subscribe to our podcast channel on iTunes. See you back here for more talks with change makers and thought leaders who are building the next generation of learning.